There it is. Alright, moving on. Did the microphone drink I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning to. Big time Timmy Jim Chris Hale, Bartello Cologne. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. So, like, I do apologize for the opening of our intro because it's the real quick thing that's quiet, and then it's the screaming. So the quick thing has to be quiet every time. Because if it's loud, the screaming hurts your ears. Good. Really? Let the pain sink out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and welcome to a bonus episode of Late Night Shots with Chris and Alex. I'm still voting for that new intro. Yeah, we'll, ma- we'll make one soon. We just got to find some time to do it. Chip, chop, chip. You know what happened the last time we made a new intro? I listened to every single episode at the time. I listened to 40 episodes and picked them all out. Well, you should just remember the great ones that I made and just you know, figure that out. I guess I can just okay. listen. I can listen to the first forty-five seconds and be like, "This is Chris and Alex." Okay, that's going to be one of the episodes I need to listen to. Yeah, um, yeah. But if it's a bonus episode with Chris and Alex, you probably only need like one guess, maybe two for what it's about. Maybe <laughs> golf, but that would be like golf we played. Yeah, I was thinking something else, but it was a little inappropriate to say at the time. I mean, just quality starts. <laughs> <laughs> That is a special, special bonus episode sometime when we are way into the whiskey and the beer. And you have to subscribe to Patreon. Yeah. If you build us a fire and buy us some beer, we'll talk about quality starts. We'll get it on. (laughs) Uh, Related to quality starts, what were you going to talk about? What was the mildly inappropriate? Make it semi-appropriate. What was the thing you were going to say? Oh, something about balls and (laughs) All right. Anyway. It wasn't really a, anything good. It was just inappropriate. All right. Well, we're talking about baseball now. Carry on. It's me and Alex. So, of course, it's going to be a baseball episode. Uh, we're kind of foregoing the mulligan because it's a baseball special edition episode. Um, but this episode is brought to you by Overflow Taps. Um, we don't have anything from them tonight. It's been kind of difficult to get in there to get the beer in time. Um if they just let us take a baby into the bar, man, what kind of responsible place doesn't let you do that? Overflow Taps, because they're awesome and smart, uh, they don't want anything like that to happen. But luckily, me and Alex are decently in it tonight, uh, thanks to him taking a big old swig of whiskey that he forgot was 100 proof and clean instead of 80 proof and watered down. Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Uh, so thanks, Overflow, for providing us with some tasty libations from time to time. So does it matter if you're 50 and look like a baby or if you're just... <sighs> what about if you're 50 and throw a football like a baby like Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. All right. That's a good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right so, baseball. So, uh, we'd opened a couple of the regular episodes in a row besides the wild card preview episode with baseball signings and stuff that's gone on. Uh, most of the big names have been signed. I think the biggest one left is uh, Castellanos. I don't think he's signed yet. No, he hasn't, but yeah. That's- there were a couple that have signed since 
we last talked about it. Um, Edwin Encarnacion went to the White Sox, which Alex kind of called, said that they'd sign another guy, maybe two. Oh, yeah, they did send two. They went got Keiko, too. I think we talked about him at the did time we? because okay. it ended up being four for 74, okay. maybe three for 55, something like that. I know the order's wrong on MLB it, trade it numbers. It's always wrong. It, it's it's probably, oh, it's because it's top stories. So it's going by views. Oh, I bet. It's like you check that recent box. Yeah. But um, so they signed Encarnacion to a one year deal, I think. Um, the other big one is the Mets signed Dallin Batances to a three year deal. I think is what it ended up being. Like I three for see what it was. I think it was three for forty two. Um, I mean that could bolster their bullpen pretty good. With oh, DS already there. Oh no, it's a one year deal. Oh, I thought it was a big deal. It's a one year deal for at most ten and a half million dollars. Well, he did have some injuries. Yeah, but if Batances, uh, I guess. You, Maybe they. Oh, it's a player option in the second year, and then a vesting player in the third year. Hmm. But if he does bad, he'll take it, and they just—it's the same thing over again. Like he comes back, he's healthy, it's worth it. Comes back, he's healthy, it's worth it. It's a little bit odd, but yeah, maybe I don't know what his injury was. I know he did have an injury, which killed him last year. I want to say he was shoulder also. Shoulder seems to be the one that people. Especially in New York. Oh, no. Batances suffered a partial tear of his Achilles tendon in his oh. first appearance of the season. You're thinking of Severino. Yeah. Who did it in spring training. So, he should be fine. Um, coming off Achilles. Achilles, yeah. That means- first appearance of the season, he should be 100%. That's one that Britain had. Yes, and he was back in like six months. Six months and still dominating. He's yeah. still Batances is a righty. It's his left Achilles, so it's his landing. So I, it's uh, I like we've both pitched and played baseball. It's kind of hard to tell which would be worse for your Achilles, your landing foot or your plant foot. I would go plant because landing you can adjust how where you land. You can I, adjust it. Like you make it softer, but like when you plant, it's or the your dry foot. Yeah, like the push off. I, I guess the reason I bring it up is the plant foot is a straight push. Like, there's not really a turn with it. Maybe at the very end, there's a turn. But the plant foot, you're putting that into the ground and you're bringing all the momentum around it. Unless you pitch correctly and are in a good defensive position when you finish, then it's probably not too bad. Yeah, that's it. And you're a reliever, so who cares how you like end up after your pitch? It's all about the drive, but you need you need your, uh, yeah. your momentum torque. You need that finish. Yeah. So he goes from the Yankees to the Mets. Uh, four straight all-star teams, 2014, 15, 16, 17. Didn't make it in 18. Does that mean? No, he's hurt in 19 because next year's 2020. But he did good, though, that year. Yeah, he did. I think it was just that the AL was oh, really yeah. good. Um yeah, that's a weird one for me because he was dominant and never had a bad year after that little injury. Yeah. Um, and I think people really need to do do need to be wary of the Mets. Um, Justin Wilson, Brad Brock, Robert Gelman, Zellman, Michael Waka, Edwin Diaz, Jairus Familia, and Dylan Batanzas all in the bullpen. Mike Waka might start. Waka, Waka, Waka. Exactly. Uh, with, going along with their starters. I mean, 
they do have a lot of guys that are uh, injury prone. I don't know if they're prone, but they've suffered a lot of injuries in their pitching rotation staff. Yeah. So it's one. It's a. It's scary looking. They don't have Wheeler anymore, but still. But if Degrom and Cindergard are healthy, does that mean your relievers only really need to throw on three days? Because Degrom and Cindergard are going seven to nine. Well, um, no. often. Who's the other guy they just they got from Detroit? Uh, did they get? They got their ace. Anna- Annabelle Sanchez? No. No, Sanchez. He Detroit's of, ace? No, um, Toronto. Oh, so, and, uh, Marcus Stroman. Stroman. Stroman's good. I like Stroman's Stroman. good. If he's healthy, that's. Yeah. He can eat some innings, too. He's good, yeah. Yeah. Like, they have a really good staff bullpen now. Weren't the, the Mets were quietly good in 2019. Um, I thought they ended up with like 85. Oh, yeah, with a lot of injuries, which is kind of... I mean, because Cano wasn't great. Diaz had a really funny year. He had a bad but good. Like, he was terrible but good. Yeah, the Mets were 86 and 76. Um, I know Peter Alonso had one of the best rookie seasons of all time, so yes. maybe that'll drop down because sophomore slump, it happens a lot. I'm just waiting for Diaz to come back in a couple of years to the Mariners. Oh, that'd be fantastic. If he came back as that Diaz. He's coming back as a timeline walker. When he comes back. Uh, uh, but yeah. not Mayors. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, they're just... There hasn't been a lot of signings, though. Uh, no. Cole Calhoun to the Diamondbacks? I mean, he used to be good. He's a defensive first. He, but didn't he set a career high in home runs last year? I thought that's what I saw. Yeah, career high thirty three home runs last year. Um, had a low WAR, strikeout twenty five point six percent of the time. Drew a lot of walks though, so he's a very um, true outcome, which is walk, strikeouts, home runs. It's like the Jim Tomey thing. You're gonna strike out. You're gonna walk. Or you're gonna have a home run. WAR, huh? I said WAR. What is it? Good fault. Ah, yeah. yeah, I got you. Absolutely <laughs> um, So, like, when you look at Calhoun's splits, 232, 325, 467. That is huge splits. So, he gets a hit 23%, gets on base 33%, but he's getting to first base almost half the times that he comes to bat. Yeah, he's one that I... People are like, yeah, he's great. No, no. He's great when you play the Mariners. His yeah. Mariners stats have always been great. Which, Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, you were talking about his defense, right? His defense he used to be mostly known for defense. Okay. I'm glad you said it that way, that he used to be mostly known. He was a minus on defense last season. Like, I feel like he, like, yeah, I'm going to hit home runs and be a home run guy. Which people are going to stop doing because it doesn't work anymore. It's not how okay. the stat people of baseball view. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about it before, and you, you mentioned it right there, that like stats in baseball, there's kind of there's differing opinions, and it depends on where you look. Um, defensive runs saved had Calhoun as a minus one, but ultimate zone rating had him as a plus 5.1. So it just kind of looks at different aspects of how you field. Yeah, but it's just a, that's a big swing. 
Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. You know exactly what slugging percentage is, right? Like, do you know what, you know what slugging percentage is? Yeah. Can you explain it? It's uh, basically home runs, doubles, extra base. Extra base hits is a basic. Like, yeah, like it's like oh, it's like oh, how much like how powerful the guy is, right? Yeah, like extra base hits. But then you look at the number, and it's like, well, it's it. I don't know how to explain it exactly, but so slugging percentage is the average amount of bases you touch per plate appearance. So if your slugging is one thousand, that means you average a single per at bat because you hit a lot of homers and doubles and triples and all that stuff. Yes, that's a better way. Yeah. It's like, I, I know it, I can't explain it. That's a good way to explain it, yeah. It's just, it's one of those weird stats. Like, yeah, slugging, yeah. So, but when you look at him, it's like, oh, he had a 232 batting average, but a 467 slugging, which means that he's pretty much only hitting extra base hits. Yeah. Yeah. But he had a high on base, too. Yeah. A very high. Yeah. Career high, 11.1 walk rate. So one out of nine, ex- exactly one out of nine is a walk. So every other game he's walking, which is really good. That's weird. Like he is, he's just have weird stats. It's hard to. Yeah, like if it's in the zone, he's either going to strike out or hit a double, and if it's out of the zone, he's not swinging at it. Like his numbers jumped. Are you looking at like his actual stats? Yeah, his strikeouts. Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading the um, the MLB trade rumors article. Oh, so he hits a home run. He had a home run um, like 22 percent of the time, struck out 25 percent, and walked 11 percent. So, like when you talk about the true outcomes, that's 58, 60 percent somewhere in there. He does those three things. Like the defense doesn't matter when he's up 60 percent of the time, which is insane. I don't, know. I don't see him lasting much longer, but it's, he's, he's. And I think. I mean, he does have some of the best background guys around him, like Trout, Pulos. Yeah. So it's like, are you as good as you are, or are you just. Are you're you just better? riding Trout's coattails. Or are you better because you're suffering from his oh, coattails? Yeah. Um, I think one thing to talk about with him is he's already 32. I didn't realize he was that old. I thought he was like 28 still. No, he, he's been around a while. I didn't yeah. realize it either. Yeah. Um, Angels declined a $14 million club option in favor of a $1 million buyout. So they pay him a million dollars to leave. Well, they're, they're going young. They're going with... Um, they should. They're going with Adele. Oh, Joe Adele? Yeah. Who Michael has? Michael or Trevor? One of them has him. They went super young. Good Every, for them. Everyone did. It's so annoying. Other than that, this year's going to be tough for him because they have no room. Yeah. Um, Don't worry about it if you're listening. So do you like the Diamondbacks outfield then? Kettle, Marte, David Peralta, and Cole Calhoun? Let's see. Marte. Marte's in center. David Peralta's going to be in left, and Cole Calhoun's going to be in right. And then they got Bumgarner, too, to pitch. It's not my favorite outfield, no. So before you say Two of the biggest surprises are the teams we've talked about so far. The Mets had 86 wins. The Diamondbacks had 85 wins last year, which you just wouldn't think they did. No, it's, it's a very surprising when they got rid of their 
best player. Grinky? Yeah. It's like, hey, best player's gone. Oh, we're going to win more now. I think they won more than before. Yeah. Few, no. Oh, not only that, Grinky, Goldschmidt, too. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, they got rid of Goldschmidt before the season and they traded Grinky at the, the trade deadline. But part of the thing in baseball is only 10 teams go to the playoffs. Or no. Uh, yeah, 10 teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, 10 teams go to the playoffs. But really only 8 teams go to the playoffs because it's one game. It's 8 teams. It's the longest season and the least amount of teams go to the playoffs. It's very annoying. I don't know if it's because it's the longest season, they're like, well, we can't have half the teams go to the playoffs because then we're playing until Christmas. And they're like, is that is that probably the real reason why? Because if you play 162 games and you get done October 1st, September 28th, somewhere in there. It's probably just because tradition dictates it. Well, it's better than it was 30 years ago when it was like, hey, you guys played 162 games. Best American League team. Best National League team. Go to the World Series. Everybody else? It's kind of the same. But yeah. You get a little bit of leeway in between. But you're looking at, so the Mets with 86 and the Diamondbacks with 85. The Diamondbacks are, what, 16 games out? 19 games out of the division? So they don't matter. And then you have the Braves and the Phillies in the East, who are both like 9,500 win teams, so the Mets don't matter. I yeah, I really don't like baseball plays. It's very annoying. It's it's weird. It like, makes it really hard for especially when it's the biggest difference in salaries and yeah, there's there's no cap. There's no cap, so Well oh, we've talked there kind of is a luxury cap. There's no cap. If you don't if you don't care how much money you spend, there's no cap. Yeah. You can spend two hundred million or you can be the Marlins and spend Forty-five million. I think fifty. I don't know end up. Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing at you because you have your ring finger down, so it makes you look like an assassin. I am an assassin. I know. That's why I'm scared. <laughs> at least it's recording right now. Jeez, you'd be feared. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just one of those things. I I don't understand. Like, how can you? Like there. There are seasons in baseball where you have your. I think it happened in the American League where your two wildcard teams were. It's happened a couple times. Your two wildcard teams are at like 98 wins. So by the middle of August, no one matters at all. Like there's no race. There's nothing. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just like, do we have to play the one game or do we get home field or like. It's very. Yeah, it's a very frustrating system. It's like, hey. We're like. Who cares? In, in football. Football's probably this. This right. is the worst one. Yeah, but it's it's probably correct where it's like six teams, two get buys on each side, and so twelve of thirty-two. So it's at thirty-seven and a half percent of the teams go to the playoffs. It's like yeah, you need a little over half that can. And but like a lot of normally a lot of teams are fighting for the playoffs. Like, hey, like you yeah. get to the last week because we've done it before on the podcast where it's like okay, well. Here's these 11 teams heading into the final week on each side fighting for the playoffs and like spots. But this year I was like, well. This year's the worst. Yeah. It's been a. <laughs> it hasn't been this good. But. Yeah. Where, what was it? The NFC, it was just Cowboys, Eagles. Although it did end up being a very 
It was still interesting because They're of interesting, where people could fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then basketball is 16 of 30 actually go to the playoffs. This isn't great either, but it's, it's, it's better than it used to be. Better, yeah. And I think we talked about it before where division winners don't get home court anymore. No, yeah, they don't get that first time. Yeah. Bye, whatever. Um, but yeah, baseball is just weird because only eight, ten teams go the long season. Like, they're going to start in March, play through September. That's a long season. What are you talking about? You play over half the year. Yeah, it's the longest sport. And guess what? At the end of May, you might not matter. That's a, that's a long time to play and not matter. But then again, you could just bang on a trash can and win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There it is. That was a good one. That was a good one. We've had some good ones. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it for the free agency signings. So we're going to touch back on something we talked a little bit about a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, I guess. We started to talk about the Mariners offseason and it went a bit like this. Let's talk about the Mariners offseason. And we're done. (laughs) But we kind of want to talk about the reason why it's been like that. Compared to how, like... Like, you know his nickname, right? Trader Jerry. Yeah. Obviously, it's Trader Joe. But yeah, Trader Jerry. Because he... <laughs> he trades. He makes moves happen. Yeah. And guess what? He's gotten to the point where he doesn't need to anymore now. Yeah. Because, well, he... What was it? He had more trades than, like, the second, third, and fourth team combined or something since his time there over the four or five years or whatever it was. It's like, you think back to before... Yeah, I like their team. What's going to happen? What's what's the goal of the team? The Mariners used to be a very low risk, uh, mid profit team, where not a, you like there were um, the difference between floor to ceiling was very small, but they're going to make a decent amount of money because of being on the West Coast taking advantage of the overseas market and getting to make money off of that and not having to spend a lot. And they had some talented players. Yeah. They didn't have a great... They haven't had a good farm system in a long time. They're like, hey, it's good. Let's trade a few. It's good. Let's trade a few. It's never been what it is now. What is Like what he's turned this into. Well, he tried the first couple years, I think. Yeah. To get some good players and make a run and then injuries and things happen. And he's like, all right, let's go for a rebuild. That's not what he called it, but. Uh, re- retool? Retool. Yeah. Re-imagine. Which you can't retool when you haven't made the playoffs since we were in middle school. You can when you have Cano and big name guys. You can retool it. It's yeah. a. <laughs> I, I know what you. I know what you mean, and I know what he meant. But to me, retooling is like, well, we had ninety-four wins and we made the playoffs, and some guys are leaving, but we're getting new pieces in. That's retooling. Retooling, yeah, means keeping it the same wins and yeah. maybe improving. No, no, it, it's not a retool. It's a. I don't know the word. 
re-energize? I don't know. But anyway, like, so the reason we wanted to really talk about this is there's there's two reasons. that They don't need to make trades because of the farm system. Where three years ago, I think you look at their farm system and they were consistently a bottom five. That's no matter where you looked or what kind of homer you talked to. The homers, like, yeah, they got like the 26th best farm system. I was like me, I was one of the more optimistic, I yeah. would say. I was and like, yeah, they got some great young guys and a lot of medium guys. I can't say they had the best. It's like, I couldn't say it. I will give props to you on this. You are usually very good at identifying talent in the Mariners minor league system. Because you'll be like, hey, check this guy out. And three years later, they, they deal him for somebody and then he does good. It's like, oh, like Alex was right again. But... But now it's it's not hard to be like you when you look at the farm system now. Because it's like, oh, top 100, top 100, top 100, top 100, top 100, best of disposition, 19, 19, 19, 19. Yeah. It's like, hey, I look like a genius. Yeah. Where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> but the the reason I said it was like that was the Mariners' top two prospects, Kalanick and Rodriguez, they're top 50, I think, right? Kalanick's top 20 yeah. and Rodriguez is 25th. It's like they're both right there, yeah. So, top 25 guys in Kalanick, Kalanick, Kalanick is 20, and Rodriguez is 19. Um, and not only 19, just turned 19 yesterday. Right? Is that right? No. He'd be, I don't know. Um, he's still young. They're both young. Evan White at first base is... Just signed a deal. Yeah. Basically, to make it so he wouldn't have to do that... All the arbitration and all that, all the stuff, the, the garbage stuff. So in baseball, once you reach the majors and you are on, once you have accrued major league service time, there's some couple, there's some more weird stuff about it. But usually, once a guy ends up in the majors, if he's that kind of prospect, that's when it starts. Um, you get six years of time. Uh, six, I think, is it? It's either five point. 6.5 or 6.65, something like that. That's why you see guys get called up in the middle of June. Um, but part of that is you get the first couple of years you're on the minor league or the cheap salary minimum. And then the last three, we've talked about this, me and you before, Alex, ARB 1, ARB 2, ARB 3. So it's arbitration first year, arbitration second year, arbitration third year. It's like a percentage of what the players at that position make type thing. Yes, it, yeah. Basically, so, like your skills help that yeah. they make it. Yeah. So arbitration one, the guy's never going to make a lot. But by arbitration three, they can make a decent. They, they can get like twenty million, twenty-five million. Yeah, they can. They make, can make a lot. They can make. Yeah. Um, you've seen this in the past a lot with Tampa Bay. The earliest one I remember is Evan Longoria. He signed a big deal when he was before he even reached arbitration, because it's like, oh, that's a deal for Tampa, unless he gets hurt, then he just made seventy million dollars or whatever. Um, so the Evan White thing was it six for fifty? Oh, I don't know if that man anymore. Um, it was less, unless he did good. So it was like ah, shoot, I I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah, I, I, I might be saying way too much for what there he's was. Um, oh come on, a couple really? of years ago, Houston guy. I can't uh, remember his name either. Their right? first baseman. Their first. Your your Donny Alvarez. Oh, yeah. Is that who it was? He had a similar deer, 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 deal. Yeah, I got you. But he didn't. He didn't complete well on it. He's been terrible since then. Yeah, 
Why is it not showing? Normally you type in the person's name and what they're making. Here we go. Evan White. I wonder if it's not like real yet. It's not official. Oh, no, here we go. Uh, he signed it. Oh, no, it was six for 24. Yeah, it's very low, the first few. Which, normally they're structured that way because the last three are in line with arbitration because it's going to jump a lot. Like right now, like, yeah, he didn't get any of this money. $24 million, nothing before. Oh. And I think the one thing we need to say about this, and I think you're about to get to it, it's not a contract he's signing. It's an extension that he signed. Well, it's an ex- yeah, it's an extension from the end of his current deal, which actually I honestly didn't know till right now. Like it ends up being an eight-year deal. Uh, nine. nine. He signed through 2028. It's a nine for. 50 potentially. No, no, no. It's cheaper than that. If he reaches his potential with all his stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It is about 50. 50. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a great deal for him if he's great. And if he ends up being the player people think he's going to be, the Mariners just saved uh, $80 million. Yeah. But it also could be like the Houston guy I was just talking about. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yuli Guriel. He did not do that. Right? He signed something like this. Oh, no, no. I don't remember if that's it. So there was Yuli Guriel, Yonder Alonso, and Jake Bell? No, Bell's Pittsburgh guy. I know. Didn't he get traded there? No. In the Garrett Cole deal? They had one of their own who they. This was like the first of this. Kind of yeah, okay. Sorry. Before he made it. They've had a bunch of those first baseman powery hitters. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember the name, but he signed. He was like the first of them. Yeah. Hey, we'll give you this big money. Not big money, but we'll give you money before. And he, he didn't make it. Right, yeah. Not yet. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, just can't find it that quick. Um, but this deal, like they say Evan White might have one of the first or best gloves. For a first baseman in the last like twenty years, uh, what was that? John or yeah, John Oliver, yeah, best since him, which is super impressive. Like he, most like he shouldn't be a first baseman because he's too good a defender. Yeah, um, and but then the worry about him was his swing, and last year he changed his launch angle, which a lot of guys are doing now, and yeah. he ended up with a lot more. Power and line drives. He ended up with 18 home runs, yep. which was, I don't know what up from, but I know it's an uptick. Yeah. And then it's still hitting 293. Which is really good because he's tw- he's going to be 24 this year. He's 23 right now, 24. Yeah. So I guess you'd say it's his age 24 season because for the majority of the season, he'll be 24. Yeah. I don't know when he turns 25, but. Um, Very. But so I listened to a couple um, like scouting podcasts. uh, Yeah, where they go watch him and they're like, "Yeah, Evan White has a plus plus glove," and then they watch him and they're like, "The glove's underrated. It's that good." Like guys throw him bad throws and he makes them look easy. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, hey, he's the best golf, basically, yeah. in the minors every year since he's been drafted. And, it, like, Which, so when you say best glove, you don't mean first base. You no, mean best, best glove. glove. He could yeah. play any position. He'd be, like, 
So his glove is Billy Hamilton's speed. Yes, he's the best. He's the best there is. Yeah. Joey Gallo power, Billy Hamilton speed, Evan White glove. Like, these are the guys who are pushing past 80. It's like not even close. He's like, he's the best. Like, I don't understand how that happens. Yeah. It, like, I understand speed. Yeah, you're the fastest. You're the strongest. Like, But the glove, it's... But everyone says it, and he keeps proving them right. Like, how... He, he proves them... He pr- he proves them right and wrong at the same time that they're on the right path. But everybody who sees him says that, like it's true and it's better. It's like Terry Hatcher and Seinfeld, and they're real and they're spectacular. <laughs> like yeah. that's Evan White's glove, and yet his his bat keeps getting better. And yeah, that's the biggest weakness he's had, and he's like he's a real hitter now. He's a three hundred twenty home run guy. Oh, and he's not. Oh, yeah, because he only had 365 bats. Yeah. Like, he's really good. And he's not the only good infielder that they have coming up. Because, so back when they drafted Zanino, what was that, 2013? Somewhere in there? Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, the question was, like, will he be able to hit in the majors? Well, they drafted Cal Raleigh. And yep. the dude can rake. And he can catch. Well, the biggest thing was, could he catch? Yeah. And he's improved every year. And yeah. basically, they showed their like, hey, yeah, you can catch. We'll dump one of our top. Uh, like, he's only 23. Um, he's the right size for it. He's not too tall. He's not too lanky. 6'3", 215. Um, he got up to double A last year. He still hit decent throughout the year. Um, he's just twenty nine runs. He's yeah. He's he's supposed to be someone who can transition to the majors and be fine. Um, like you look at everything the Mariners have: these two outfielders, first baseman, catcher, three pitchers. Like George Kirby is young, and he's not a top one hundred guy. But he's still really good. Yeah. Um, they got Fraley in the trade last year. They got Justice Sheffield, who had the drop last year, but it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Lewis, who was the top 100. Until he hurt his knee and then came up this last year. And yeah. Basically looked like the all-star everyone thought he should be. Yeah. And the like, Campbell. And that's, that, that, one, that one. I don't know. Is he, was he a draft pick this year? I'm guessing traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't recognize 76. Him. That's second compensatory? Yeah, and he did play this year. That's why yeah. I'm missing him. I was like, I don't know him. So. Did I read that? Is he old? He's 22 already. Well, college player. Yeah. Arkansas. Like, just as you go through uh, Sam Carlson, then you get to a couple guys that you like. Like, you're big on Marte, right? Marte. Yeah. So here's their next shortstop. Once he's he's the Rodriguez of last year. Yeah, he's the eighteen-year-old from. I don't know where he's from. He's from Dominican, right? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, the Dominican teenager. Okay. Um, he's quick and he can hit with power. He's got fifty-fifty for hit power. Um, arms of fifty-five, fields fifty, run is seventy. Um, and for people who are confused, baseball for some reason grades twenty to eighty. 
I don't know why. Because it's fun to confuse people. True. It definitely is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nine home runs, 17 stolen bases at 310. 18 years old. 18. And in baseball, like between 18 and 22 is a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Like, because, like, so think about it this way. In college football, when you see a true freshman playing against a redshirt junior, there's a big difference. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're talking about a high schooler versus a grown man. So when you see an 18-year-old in baseball doing this, he doesn't have the four years experience seeing curveballs and cutters and two-seamers and sinkers. No, he's coming from a foreign country. Yeah. Jumping to America to play. And, yeah, like that part's huge too. And even if he was from some high school in the States. Even then, yeah, it's still a big like, transition. Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you see in high school? You see low 80s fastballs and cruddy curveballs. Where if you're jumping to double A, you're seeing 93 with movement and big old hammers and like, like backdoor sliders and all this stuff. And he's able to hit off of that. Yeah. At 18. Not a lot of guys can do that. Yeah, he was signed last year, July. Yeah. So. And sometimes with these guys, um, but you'll see them perform like at rookie ball or low A and all this stuff. But they do well because they're 5'7 and 155. Like their bodies are little. Like they're kind of getting like 6'1, 180 already. Like he's going to. Like, this guy could end up being 6'3", 210. Like, he's going to be a real shortstop. Yeah, like, yeah, that's... Um, he's he's one of my underrated mayor prospects. You've been big on him. Yeah. Um, Brayden Bishop, I think he is the one who does all the the uh, cancer for mom stuff. He yeah. played a little bit. Yep, he's he's good. He's I th- He was a September call-up, right? I think so. It says 27 games. I think he was a September call-up yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, he's already 26. He's probably going to be a fourth outfielder. Yeah, he's, he's a good fourth outfielder, yeah. good defender. Yeah, he's the guy you want as a fourth outfielder. Um, he's probably going to be up a lot of next year. And then is Juan Fenn the guy that went to the Yankees and then came back? Uh, I don't think so. Yes. The Yankees acquired Fenn from the Mariners in November. And then she came back in the Edward Encarnacion deal. So that was that was kind of rough, but at least they got him back, and he's still a good prospect. And the fact that Encarnacion's gone, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you traded then for Nick Rumbelow in the first place, but then you got him back for Encarnacion, so it ended up working out all right. Um, and then as you go through the like. <laughs> We've talked about the Mariners' top 15 prospects, and they're all really good. Like, There's a reason that when the the updated prospect rankings and full rankings come out in the next month or so, I think they usually come out in January. January, February. Yeah. Like, um, the Mariners are going to be a top 10 farm system. Oh, easy. They're probably going to be, what, 5 to 7, 4 to 8, somewhere in there. They're not a top 3. Probably not top three. Because I think the Dodgers are still up there because, like, Gavin Lux and those guys still count. Yes, and also... And I think the White Sox still got a bunch. Just the bias. It's always going to be one of them. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to be in there when you're in the Pacific Northwest because not a lot of people see it. Like, who was this guy? Yeah. Um, Why Marte? Yeah. It's like, yeah, no one sees him. In- but then, 
so we start getting into these guys like Joey Gerber. Um, they drafted him last year, I think. Super hard throwing. He set the strikeout record at Illinois, um, or strikeout record or saves record, one of the two. Um, when you watch him, he is an angry, mean thrower. Like, just look at his face. Yeah. He throws. That's, um, that's all you got to say. Yeah. And then it goes in line with Alex's boyfriend, Wyatt Mills, at number 20. Yeah, the Gonzaga. Yeah. Sidearm. Gonzaga guy. Um, you know, a little bit of a down year last year, but. But, like, learning how to play. And he went to double A. Like, he's coming out of college. He went a full season at double A. Um, still had decent strikeout numbers. What's that? About 11 per nine. Yeah, his numbers look great. It's just yeah. the ear is a little high, which, yeah. I mean. I mean, it's it's the minors you're not going to be able to see a, a FIP. So maybe it was better. <laughs> yeah, it's also. But double A is. ERA a, and yeah. bullpen guys in general is just yeah. always finicky. Yeah, because bullpen guy, if he has a couple bad outings. It's like, hey, he had a bad stretch when we were trying to teach him something. Yeah. And he did bad with it, so. So what you say right there is a huge point because these guys, a lot of the times, they come out of college, and it's kind of what we mentioned earlier with the guy in high school. He sees or he he sees these pitches. Well, the guy's also only throwing two pitches. So when he gets out of college, he gets to the majors. They're like, okay, we want you to learn a sinker, and we want to change your fastball. No, you need to do this in games, though. What? Okay, so so maybe when you look at his game log, he has a month and a half where he has a 70 RA, and the next month and a half is a 2.2 because he figured out how to throw the pitches. They're teaching him, and he learned it, and then he dominated it. It's like, yeah. You it's one of those things that most players, most fans don't, yeah. they don't see. They see the bad ERA. The- yeah. Um, so then, as we get to the bottom 10 in the Mariners farm system, um, guy that's fallen behind Mark. Marte, right? Noave Marte at the shortstop rankings. Cuarto. Cuarto. Um, he's another teenage shortstop. Also a big dude, 6'2". Um, he was a lot higher when the Mariners got him. Um, he's dropped a little bit, but he just keeps growing. So they kind of want him to get a bit bigger. Um, but they say he has a big baseball IQ, so he should be able to like make it to the majors, whether it's second, short, or third, because he's got the right size for it. I, yeah, I think he's just... He outgrew his comfort. His yeah. brother's five eight. Yeah, he's five, a little eight. dude. He's yeah. a little guy. I think he had. I don't know exactly, but I'm guessing he had a growth spurt somewhere, and he's just kind of yeah. goofy and lanky. Um, next guy is the one that you had to tell me about last year, two years ago. Um, Ricardo Sanchez. The Mariners got him for cash. Um, yes, from the it, in from the Braves. Braves um, in. He's their number 23 prospect, and in a decent, like, in a good farm system, the fact that he's ranked that high is still good. Still ranked that high, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dom Thompson-Williams, another outfielder, also a lefty. Uh, they got him in the Yankees. Yankees trade with Paxton, right? Yep. Um, Art Warren's been around for a bit. I think they got him from the Pirates the same way they got Sanchez. He was either, like, designated, um, and they got him for cash, or it was a Rule 5. He might have been a Rule 5 from Pittsburgh. Um, it's kind of hard to remember all these guys off the top of your head. Uh, what? what you yeah. And then when you get to the last five, uh, I'm going to have to push this to you because I really only know about one of them. Push one. Number 29. Oh, I knew him too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Walton, he's been around in the system for a little bit. Yeah. 
He's been good. <sighs> little up and down. Fletcher, I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry, I was totally distracted by a guy whose name is LJ. Not LJ. LJAY. LJ. It's LJ. I don't know. I can't root for a French guy. I'm sorry. LJ. LJ Newsome. I can't tell. He might be a number five. He's probably going to be a long reliever. Um, so I'd say the ceiling for him is like Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. But if you're number 28 prospect, ceiling is a uh, journeyman starter. That's still pretty good. Yeah. And then number 29. Austin Chum. Yeah. Okay. Austin Shenton from... I don't know. Where's he from? See Homer Bellingham. Right? Isn't he from one of them? Yeah, he's, I think Bellingham. I thought you had it off the top of your head, and I can't remember. No, which one. I was trying to set you up because you said you knew about him too. Well, I knew um, him. I can't. Oh, you failed me. Austin Shenton. Well, he went to Bellevue, and then he transferred to um, Bellingham. So he's from Bellingham. Well, it just says Mariners draft Bellingham native, but that could mean he was from Sea Homer Squalicum, too. Because okay. well, he was <laughs> from Bellingham, went to Bellevue, yeah. and then transferred from Bellevue to. Um, Florida, Florida International. International. Yeah. And he's oh, been on, good. Yeah. So not only that, uh, drafted in the 34th round, didn't sign, didn't take University of Washington up on their scholarship offer, and went to Bellevue. That's a lot to do by the, before you start playing college baseball. Yeah, it's like, what? But at Bellevue, he hit 400 in Little League and hits. So then he went to Florida International and Crushed it's, it there too. It's still an odd transfer, like to not play at UW and go to, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, maybe you just want to stay at Bellevue. Like that's fine. Maybe yeah. play there for a year, but then jump all the way across the country to Florida International, not even like a, not somewhere local, Oregon State, like one of the big, um, yeah, like a big name local, or even go down to Long Beach because yeah. that's a big baseball school. There's lots of like big baseball, not. International. I don't know that one. Maybe I'm just. I, I think it is like a similar thing over there. It may be, but yeah, it's just, it seems weird to me. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a 2019 draft pick and he's fifth rounder. I really want to say he went to Seaholm, but everything just says grew up in Bellingham. The reason I want to say that is I had a cousin who coached at Seaholm. And so he's always talked about Shenton. So I think it was him. And he played for the Bells, right? Is Shenton the guy who played for the Bells? I think so. I can't guarantee it because... They just don't tell you. Much yeah. They just do the basics of the... I do think he did because I believe I went and watched him, but I can't guarantee that. They just been out. The Bells don't even tell you. Of course not. Why would they support the guys that... Well, they tell you all about him, but they don't tell you where he went to high school at. Here you go. Maybe KGMI will tell me. Uh, oh. This is literally... I'm on my fifth article. Nope. Former Bellingham High School. Okay, finally, someone said high school. So I was wrong. Bellingham High School. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they had somebody else. I thought they had a... I thought they had a Seahome guy. Shit. Maybe they had something else that was close, but... I don't know. But he did do really well. 
He's one of the, the up and comer from the 2019 draft. Yeah. That. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, find a place that has Bellingham Bell's draft picks. Um, Bellingham. Because I thought that Bellingham Bell's had a couple local guys who got drafted. They usually do. Or was it just that there was a couple local guys who were drafted? They usually stick pretty close to the local That's an teams. old article. God. But they Sorry. really don't have the best. Because uh, I remember like something local popping up during the draft being like, oh, oh yeah, these guys were drafted. Oh, these they, guys were drafted. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like... Like they're putting it on, on Twitter or Facebook or they something. Had, like, four guys that got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one might tell me. Uh, I can't tell from my head. I'm not going to be quite have to search it. I, I still don't think it is. Do we put it as a poll? When you <laughs> yeah. I, I could just ask my cousin about it and he would tell me. I could find it. Probably by But whatever. Mind. It's just amazing. Like I mean, I think so. Yeah. I think he was one of those. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so I guess really what the whole point of this episode ended up being was that if you're a Mariners fan, you shouldn't be worried too much about it because the farm system looks good. Plus, the last part we wanted we to get to. get to. We forgot about it. Yeah. We... Which you brought this up over the weekend, right? Yeah, because I, I was just doing random research. Random research. But their uh, salary mm-hmm. cap, not a cap, but. Yeah, their budget. Okay, there we go. They have uh, was it twenty twenty two? It's they have no one. They have the pitcher. Uh, you say Kikuchi? Kikuchi. So if you tell me how to say yeah. it, Kikuchi. He's the only one. The only multi is yeah. Because Seager's gone next year. He'll be gone. D Gordon's gone. And he'll be gone. Right? Is D Gordon gone? Yeah, yeah, he'll be gone next year. Oh, no. Seager's not gone. No, he's got one more. It's a two-year, 2022 free agency. I'm looking at 2022, and it says Seager's got $15 million. He has a team option. He's traded. He's got a double team option? Huh. If, it's, if he's traded, it's a player option, I thought. Oh. Super low buyout for Seager. Buyout starts at zero. Escalates to three. No one's taking that, so it doesn't. It doesn't matter. So at most, Seager is three. Kikuchi is fourteen five. Their third biggest salary in twenty twenty two. We talked about him earlier. It's Evan White at one point four. It probably not. But yeah. As of right now, it it's n- <laughs> yes, but it's not going to be. It's going to be Gonzalez or Henniger if they don't get traded. Yeah, yeah, yes, and no. So. Basically, if they give it to Kikuchi, their salary is probably for that year. It's going to be between fifty, sixty million. Yeah, it's not a lot. No, that's Marlin money. And if it's higher, it's a good thing because that means these young guys are like doing well and getting these Evan White deals. Yeah. But what was the big thing? Um, like the the free agents available that season. No, it was the money that um, 
the team said they were willing to spend. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't be surprised if we spend or if we go into the season with like 60 to 80 million on cap and spend over 100 million or were, get into 200 million. They were willing to spend up to the. Up to the salary or the, the luxury tax the floor. The luxury tax. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Which so. by 2022 is going to be like 200 and. Twenty million dollars or something. Well, even if it's two hundred, if they're spending up to two hundred, and their cap just, at that time is just for the, for like ease sake, say eighty, so they have one hundred twenty million dollars. That's four thirty million dollar guys they can sign. And that's that's kind of high too. Well, not all the time, but it's that's a lot. There's never four thirty million dollar guys in a season. Well, that season, that that twenty twenty two season that they're looking at. That is, I don't know, the best I've seen. I mean, people will sign before that probably. Yeah. But you're looking at three top shortstops that are looking at making over 30. So let's Under see. 29. 29-year-old. Uh, um, sorry, it's it's 2022 free agents, but he's not a free agent. Oh, wow, he is, even though he signed that. Uh, Nolan Arenado is a free agent for 2022. Even though he signed that huge deal, right? Yeah, must have an opt out. Yeah, uh, it's three four ninety six with an opt out, and if he stays, he gets the eight for two sixty. So you're looking at like Nolan Arenado, Giancarlo Stanton. I'm trying to look at young guys still. Freddie Freeman. Uh. What's wrong with this? Well, the one thing I said to you, Rizzo. Yeah, Carlos Martinez. You're looking at um, the shortstops I was thinking of. Oh, is it like Lindor and Correa and... Lindor, Correa, Seager. Bogarts? I think he has a big deal too, right? I don't think so. Um, Colorado guy. Trevor Story? Story. You're looking at um, Cubs second baseman. Uh, Bias? Bias. Yep. Bias, Seager, Correa, Lindor, Story. Uh, Luis Sardanias from the Nationals is actually decent. Brandon Carford's going to be old by then. But that's a lot of shortstops who are really good. There's a lot of shortstops. And Manners won't need one at that point. Well, they but what if you just Crawford. moved Crawford to second or third or outfield or something? Like, you figure it out, right? Yeah, like, but they're going to have the money to spend. Well, they could literally grab two of the, and they're not—they're not old prospects like most. No, all these guys are young still. They're all under thirty. The oldest one is going to be twenty-nine. So short stops, which would that? Yeah, Baez and Story will be twenty-nine. Uh, Seager and Lindor twenty-eight. Correa twenty-seven. That's cool. for a, really good. a top-end free agent guy. That's crazy. Yeah, because a lot of these guys were so good and came up so young that they're going to be available heading into or in the midst of their prime, which Which is kind of nice. It just doesn't happen, which is kind of... I doubt they planned it, but it's lucky. Yeah. So the Mariners are going to have a ton of money to spend on a big free agency class with... What really looks like a lot of prospects under control for multiple years. 
So these free agents, when they look, it, it's similar to what the White Sox are doing now, where it's we have a lot of prospects who are under control, so sign here, which they're, they're not getting like the big name, but they're getting lots of guys to come in short term. Yeah, there's it's kind of the same thing, yeah. but not quite. Not quite. But it's kind of, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, our team's good. We got a good minor. Let's, uh, let's run it. Let's run it. Let's go. And we talked about it um, at the beginning of the episode with a couple teams where it's like, well, we have a lot of these young guys who did well. And, like, all they're going to do is get better. So, like, you sign here, we should be pretty good. And the worst thing that happens is you get to play on a lot of national TV games and make a lot of money. And basically nowadays, like, hey, opt out in a couple years. Yeah. Go to the team. And worst case scenario, the money's all guaranteed. Like, hey, hey. We suck, you suck, who cares, you make money. Yeah. Like, Garrett Cole blows out his shoulder. He gets to sit at home and make $300 million. Bryce Harper blows out his knee. He gets to sit at home and make $290 million now, because he's already got a year. What happens if the quarterback blows out his arm? Oh, uh, chances are he's only getting about 15, 25% of whatever he signed for. Yeah. Like, uh... Jared Goff, when he signed that giant deal, which ends up being four for 144, something like that. He blows out that elbow. Bye, Jared Goff. You don't get anything. Especially when you're making you throw 630 times a game because our running back, who's also the highest paid running back in football almost, can't <laughs> run the ball. We won't get much more either because he sucks too. Yeah, oh, wow. Not good. Maybe they should have not traded other picks away. So they don't have one for three years. Ever? 2022, I think, is the next one they have. I think Ooh. I saw that today. Yeah, because it's going to Jacksonville and then somewhere else and somewhere That's else. Like, oh, it's not good. Dang, because yeah. you don't have good players. And you can't have the highest paid D tackle and quarterback and running back and corner. That's usually not good either Especially to not have drop not picks. That good. Well, the D tackle is incredible. Aaron Donald's the best defensive tackle in football. Yeah. You can't argue that one. No, no. But You're talking about quarterback, running back. Quarterback, running back. And a little bit of the corner, too. And if you have the best tackle, yeah, yeah, that's great. What else you got? He's one. Yeah. One guy can't do it all. Cornerback, you traded your best cornerback because he was a... I don't know how to say it. He was in the wrong scheme? You talking no. about... Are you talking about Marcus Peters? Or are you talking about Jalen Ramsey? No, Peters. He was, okay. He's good. He's just a big baby. He likes to complain when things aren't going his way. He's Which, the, guess what? You're a professional athlete and it happens all the time. And that's all they do. Yeah. But yes, he traded, I thought he was better than Ramsey. He's shown it since the trade happened. I thought he was better when they traded him. Peter, I hate him. But I love him. That might be a good one to end the episode on. <laughs> like, I think he's a great cornerback, and I hate him because he's just a big baby. Yeah. He couldn't even stay in college because he just couldn't. Oh, that's right. He got kicked out of Washington where got... they basically. They let you steal donuts and sleep with the quarterback's wife. They do whatever. Oh, sorry, you... that's Seattle. <laughs> no, same thing. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he gets kicked out of UW. He gets kicked out of Kansas City. He he gets booted out of St. Louis He do, or L.A. He doesn't get kicked out. Like, they replace him. They replace him with a better. Hey, if he wants to go to Baltimore and be a big part of the reason that their secondary becomes one of the best in football at the time, whatever, I'm fine with it. Sorry, I just keep taking Washington. I'm whatever. I'm fine with it. Seattle, Washington, whatever. <laughs> Just if we can get one of them D tackles finally, all right. Because they're all crushing it for everybody they play for. Wait, you'll have a Seattle fan. You'll be a Seattle fan soon enough. The Seahawks? I don't think so. You already got one of them. Dun dun dun. What do you mean? Who's your safety? Yeah, whatever. He flipped the whole team off. That doesn't count. He's just cranky. He's a cranky man. I'm sitting across from a cranky man right now. <laughs> I just like to annoy you. Right. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, we went 50 plus minutes with baseball, and then, of course, we had to end with some football stuff. Um, I think. I can get back. Don't worry about it. I'm just excited for the Mariners. Um, like, we've had to deal with a lot being Mariners fans. The Mariners haven't been to the playoffs since 2001. It's the longest active streak in professional sports. It's the. 10th, 8th longest streak in professional sports history. The Mariners have gone three times in 43 years. Not good. No, but it's it's one of those like, yeah, that sucks, but this is one of the more uh, optimistic I've seen it. It's like, I'm like, yeah, they're good. They They could do something. This is, you got money to actually spend this year and not waste it yeah. on garbage. And there's there's two different ways to be optimistic. There is the, I, I like where we're going into this season because, like, the major league talent looks good because of the money we spent, like Richie Saxon, Adrian Beltre type thing, and Cliff Lee, like that little era. But now it's, there's so much talent in the minors. So and DePoto money. likes to spend and improve, and he wants to be good. He's basically put all that money. It's like, let's put that in that pocket right now. Let's wait a couple of years. Yeah. Your 6 a.m. alarm is on. That's hey, good to know. I'll be up at 6 a.m. Don't worry about it. I will not be. I probably won't wake up till 9.30 or 10, at least. Um, <laughs> but I think that... It's going to do it for this special edition episode where we talked for an hour or so about baseball. Um, I think we only talked about quality starts for like 15 seconds, and that was when we were joking about it. I mean, I could go for longer. Yeah. If you you wanted, let me know. But it's about 11 right now, and if you guys really want us to stop at about 2 in the morning, you can let us know some other time. Remember, all you got to do is buy us some tasty libations. I've used that twice now. I like that word. That's Alcoholic beverage. There you go. Um, yeah, buy us some nice beverages. Maybe build us a fire in the summer. We'll talk about quality starts to your heart's content. And if not that, our heart's content because th- those don't run out. Come on. Come on. on. There's a big difference between come on and coming on. Come on. on. Come on. <laughs> come on the show. Okay. And change my mind. Change our mind. Yeah. Alex? It was a very confusing sentence and it hurt my brain. 
I'm glad that you had like seven of the easiest words in the English language to say. And it took you 12 seconds to say. How do you say it? Come on the show and change my mind? No, don't say it that way. <laughs> Come on, show my mind to Come change. Come on, on the show. Onto the show, you must come. <laughs> My mind, you must change. Do or do not. There is no try.